This is Konsenshu, the podcast, episode 309 for the week of August 27th, 2012. What up, Internet? Welcome to Kan Zen Ashu. The podcast. Correct amount of dude and extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kan Zen Shu. That is once again, as always, correct. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of slurring words, a little bit entertaining. <laughs> Having a good night. My name is Mike Vegito EX. Joining me across the internet, watching him have a little sip of something over there. I'm going to pound this bad boy and we're going to see how this night ends up. <laughs> it's going to be a good night. Heath, how you doing, man? I am doing swell. Good. The Hujio is awesome over there. Oh, uh, trying to be, trying to be. Good, good. You and I, it's uh, just the two of us doing a little Dragon Ball, a little podcast episode here. I'm down with that, though. I am. It's what we do. It is. On a Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night, exciting times here. <laughs> uh, we got some cool stuff to cover. Uh, last week on the show, I didn't really get into the news, so I kind of wanted to cover it this week, but there's really no new news, so it's just kind of recapping the news that I kind of already said, even though there's not a whole lot to say about it. That's I'm sure we can add to it. a roundabout way of saying there's not much to talk about in terms of news. But uh, I have uh, a topic that uh, has spawned out of my, I, I don't want to say nonchalant spending, but perhaps it's something like that. I don't Impulse. Know impulse it was definitely an impulse because you could see it in real time if you followed along on twitter with me one evening not too long ago we're gonna talk about collecting things for the dragon ball franchise and that can be whatever your vice is whether it's figures or cds or posters or video games as it occasionally is in my case uh collecting things whether you still do it your thoughts and why you think you do it those kinds of things and we have uh heath you and i i was gonna say many episodes ago but wasn't many ago we tried catching up on our backlog of questions i think we're gonna try and make a dent in that again we're probably not gonna cover them all but we have some so that's my plan for the episode does it even remotely line up with anything you have planned for the episode no not at all but okay. game. All so right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad we have a backlog of questions because it's always nice to come back to. Here's the deal. I am in charge. So whatever I put on the outline, that's what we're covering. That's why you're the man. You do have editing privileges. So if you wanted to, you could just kind of in real time, select all, delete, delete. And then yep. We could just, I don't know what we'd do. So we'd please go don't back do that. to power levels. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. I have stuff, but it kind of ties into the topic. So I guess I'll hold on to it. You have any Dragon Ball stuff you want to toss out? I mean, you got side stuff, but we'll talk about it later, I suppose. Yeah, we'll talk about that later because that's way more exciting at the end. Yes, When people I agree. actually care after they've listened to us rant for like an hour. Right. They want to hear about the real, the meat and the potatoes, and then they can hear about the side veggies at the end of the show. Exactly. Okay. So let's just go over to the news. <laughs> Only bit of news. Uh... I'm going to ask you to recap it. There's not much to say here. Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission 3DS. We're all super excited. So it's coming out to the Nintendo 3DS sometime in the winter of 2013. So what? Yeah. What winter of 2013 is that? I don't know. Is it winter 2013? Yeah, it says winter 2013. Awfully far away away 
for them to announce it. Yeah, but could that be... That's what I'm saying, is what winter? Is that these coming months as we cross into January, February territory? Or is it ye I guess it yonder? could be, but naturally, I think, like, in the year 2013, during the winter... Yeah, but there's two winters. I'm pretty sure That's they're the talking thing, because about... it falls into... Yeah, whatever. Earlier so in the year, I would assume. Probably so, like, January, February? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking February and March. When was Ultimate Butoden was a February release, so I think we're probably looking at something similar to that. They seem to like their months. This is when we release things. Well, the portable games in particular, I believe even Shin Budokai games were kind of Marchish territory, and you think about... You probably go back and look at the reviews section of Konzenshu, but I always remember doing the portable reviews earlier in the year, and then, of course, the October-November timeframe for the console releases. So this kind of lines up with what we expect. We just uh, have only had one portable game a year. I really need to do my review of last year's portable game before the next portable game comes out. That's just what we need, more reviews of video games so that Mike can play them. Well, here's the problem, because the 3DS is region locked, so if I'm going to review this game, not only do I have to finally buy myself an American 3DS, but I'm so excited because the XL is out. And I'm going to have to buy a Japanese 3DS in addition to buying the game. And I don't even have a Heroes Arcade game to tie up with. So, so this totally ties into the topic at hand, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, I'm going to buy the game regardless, but... <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Is there anything else to say about it? What was it, like 800 uh, cards included, 200 characters? That's all we know right now. Yeah, that's essentially. And then you can link it up with your account if you play Dragon Ball Heroes in the arcade, and it's all going to be super fancy and technologified. I like that word. Yeah, there's not much now. It was just the the initial announcement in V-Jump uh, that would be the... What month is this now? So this is the August comes out in 21st September October, October issue of V-Jump that this would have been announced in so hopefully we'll hear some more information but it won't be for about another month until we hear news on and this and there's I a assume. website there's a website there's nothing there right now yeah it's one page. It has art. A couple small screenshots. Shows the Gogeta cards. It's like, hey, all the current stuff. This is going to tie in with it. So I think it'll be neat. I don't have a 3DS and I'm not a huge proponent of 3D to begin with. So yeah, well, the 3D aspect of it is being tossed aside. It's just the yeah. fact that it's portable at all. Here's a really interesting question, though. The Dragon Ball Heroes underlying game engine assets. This is all I mean, it's sort of a sequel to successor to these Akuretsu Impact games, the card-ass series of arcade games in Japan, all that stuff is really using Dimps' models and game engine from the Dragon Ball Z, the Budokai series on PS2. That's the underlying technology here. So to do a modern port of those, it's like, well, the graphical presentation really doesn't line up with what we expect modern console Dragon Ball games to be. So portable space makes sense for that. But then at the same time, it's an arcade game that that's revolving around these cards that you purchase. So how do you do that? Well, we've had Dragon Ball has an extensive card based history. Lots of the early Famicom games, the ones that weren't action based, like a certain Mystery of Shenlong game that we'll talk about, revolved around cards, selecting cards. These are the attacks and these are the special moves, but they were internal to the game. Now we're in this modern era where they're trying all this merchandising stuff. I think this is the absolute right choice for how to handle heroes and sort of bringing it home i agree to an extent i think well what extent what else could you do with it well i don't know what else you would do with it i just know a lot of people would be like well i'd love to get it on my ps3 i know it looked like crap 
Yeah, but, but what would you do with it? Yeah, would it I know, be that's like the thing. an internal store, like on PlayStation Network, PlayStation Store? Would you buy cards? Like, how would you handle it? So that's why I think the portable space works best for it. We'll, we'll just agree on that. Okay. That sounds good to me. So really, we're talking about it as if we know more about it, but there's really nothing right now. Heroes... Ta-da! 3DS. At least we know they're doing something with Heroes besides just the arcade setting, which is nice to see because a lot of times we'll get some of those games that never make it, and then some games do, Mm -hmm. but it's horrible. So, who knows? I'm telling you, what they should have been doing is never have done Dragon Ball Kai, have people still salivating for new Dragon Ball material. There could have been a Dragon Ball Heroes TV series with this random hero avatar as the main character. Maybe they didn't even have to name him. Maybe he could just be called Hero, and they could have been telling these stories that they kind of show in the promo commercials for the game and the new card releases. If I was a master marketing professional, that's what I would have been doing. I would have totally bought into that too. Expand the franchise. New things. New things brings new blood. Whatever. All right. We're done with heroes here. I think we're done with heroes. I think it's time to discuss your purchasing abilities <laughs> or lack thereof in making smart decisions about. Well, yeah. I mean, do you consult your wife on these things? Uh, occasionally. So let's talk about collecting useless pieces of plastic. Dragon Ball is uh, kind of an intangible good because it's just this series of ideas and stories. But I guess the original manga is the most tangible version of it. Then there's all this other stuff because it's a marketing machine, a monstrous marketing machine, I suppose you could say. And there's so many different things and we all get into it in different ways and we like to show our love and appreciation in different ways. And the term I used earlier is whatever your vice is for the series. I have many. Music is one of the well-known Vegito EX vices. What is a Hujio vice for Dragon Ball? What must you indulge in? Books. Books. That sounds Sounds about right. Yeah. Because when I think of you, I think, sure, just like me, you've got all the Daisenshu and stuff, but you have the Boken, the Adventure Special, uh, and I know you've got some other things in that realm as well. You've got all the Shenlong Time, so not just the books, but all the things that go with them. Yeah, which I bought separately. It was one of those things that I had to track down because uh. I wanted them. I only had one originally. And then once I found out what it was, I was like, oh, well, now I can't get the rest of them. That makes sense. That carries over to me, where another one of the things I must indulge in is Dragon Ball video games. But I'm getting to the point where I'm looking at my collection and going, well, I only own the cartridge of this. It doesn't come with the box in the manual. So over the last couple of weeks, I've done a little bit of replacing that collection. I owned Legendary Super Warriors for the Game Boy Color. You remember we were talking about this. Really, the game that kicked off the renaissance for Dragon Ball in 2002. I only owned that as just the cartridge. I was in college at the time, so I was buying things on the cheap, and I just got the cartridge. I saw a cheap version on eBay that was super great condition with the box and the manual. I said, I'm going to bite on this. Great. After I got that in, I took a look at my collection and said, all right, what else do I own cartridge only of? Oh, Dragon Power for the NES. Now, Heath, you of course know that this game was released for the Nintendo Famicom in Japan as Shinron no Nazo, or The Mystery of Shenlong. We traditionally think of this as the first Dragon Ball video game, but it's actually the second game, if I remember correctly, the first Dragon Ball 
small home video game came out for a cassette console, right? Yes, it was a uh, Super Cassette Vision. The Vision, uh, right, right. Dragon Dai Hikyo, which was the great unexplored dragon region. Okay, so that was so. the first Dragon Ball video game, but yes. no one ever really thinks of that because it was well, a Nintendo console. Well, and on top of that, it wasn't uh, Bondi. It was Epic, so it's oh, not right, even right. listed in the Daisenshu because all those games are mostly all Bondi games. Right, the Bondi in there. Yeah. imprint Bon Presto and stuff right okay so there was that but mystery of shenlong we kind of all think of as the first one it came out in north america as dragon power now i know we've talked about this quite a bit but for those who don't know the history and everything that went down with this game uh dragon ball obviously was not out here in North America during those days. And what they did with a lot of anime-based games back then was just kind of repurpose them with different titles and maybe rename the characters. So Dragon Ball The Mystery of Shenlong came out as simply Dragon Power. Goku remained as Goku, but Bulma was renamed as Nora, and the Dragon Balls were simply crystals or crystal balls, and the panties were censored into sandwiches that were wished for, Oolong and the Wishes. So there are various things like that where the game was adapted and of course Nintendo's censoring at the time. Those kinds of things went down with the game that we received as Dragon Power. It would be the first and last Dragon Ball game we received in North America until Final Bout later, uh, I believe 11 years later in 1997. Well, and then they they did some other weird stuff. Like, didn't they change Goku's hair and like give him a headband? Made yeah. him look a lot more like Chinese, almost like a monkey sort mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the um, I know I've linked this in the past as well, but the first issue of Nintendo Power has a preview of this game, and it does mention that it's based on Journey to the West. They ignore the Dragon Ball <laughs> origin of the game, but they mention Journey to the West, so there's some interesting stuff in there. If I can dig up that scan again, I'll have, uh, I'll try to link it with this episode. Now, I have a question for you. Sure, please, shoot. Uh, because I know in Japan, Mystery of Shenlong was mm-hmm. released with uh, Dragon Ball DS2. Correct. Was that also the case in North America? I can't remember. In North, See, here's the thing. I don't know if it's hidden away in the game's programming anywhere. Because I don't... Yeah, it wasn't outright said, we have this on here. Right. They right. never answered or said anything about it. It's not selectable anywhere. So even if they wanted to include it somehow... Like, they didn't even include Dragon Power. It's just not selectable anywhere. But on the Japanese release of Dragon Ball DS2, once you get to a certain point, like just after saving for the first time, I think it is, you can then access the mystery of Shenlong from just the main title screen of Dragon Ball DS2. But right, that was removed from the North American release. Again, I don't know if it's still like in the game's programming inaccessible somewhere, but you can't actually get to it just playing the game normally. Okay. So just bring it all back around again. Another game that I owned, cartridge only, the labels kind of torn up. I happened to come across a wonderful condition complete in the box with its manual an nes game that you can find like that is super super rare and it was not an outrageous price so i bit immediately and you could see my meltdown on twitter as this was happening so this is another reason why you want to follow along with konzenshu and all of our individual accounts so this is what happens to mike where i feel almost compelled to buy dragon ball video games to kind of complete my collection and i'm way off from folks like i believe the french fan genki who's got 
you know, multiple, ver- the European, the Japanese, the North American release of all the various games. I don't have any European releases of games, but I will have American Japanese releases of games. And I try to complete the entire run within a system, those types of things. So my getting the video games complete in box is sort of akin to your completing your Daisenshu run with oh, I don't have Shenlong Times number two or whatever. Well, let me look for that separate to at least complete it over here. For the most part, I think the only book that I have not gotten yet is the Uranai Baba, whatever the hell that thing was. Yeah, yeah. That would tell your fortune and you could look stuff up. I I don't even know if I'm ever going to buy that, but yeah. I, I have, well, that and the Annie manga, those are mm. really the only things I don't have. Well, you at least have a couple of those, right? Yeah, I have a few. Just to see what I they're I made sure like, I got but... the first one and the last one, and then yeah, I just yeah. have a few in between. I hear it. Because I have things like that, too, even within video games. For a while, I was going like, oh, well, I have the Japanese release of this. I don't really need the North American release of it. But now, as I fill in more holes in my North American release, I actually thought that I had completed my North American run. But then I totally forgot that for the entire PS2 era, I had my Japanese PS2 and was buying exclusively the Japanese releases of those games from DBZ3 onward. So I'm missing American releases of, I do have the first Sparking Padokai Tenkaichi, but I would need two and three there, and I have the American release of Infinite World, but not the Japanese release of Infinite World, and I have the Japanese release of Super DBZ, and not the North American release of Super DBZ. So I do have things like that, but now as I'm closer, like I was saying, as I'm closer to completing those runs, I'm thinking, ah, well, I should just get it to say that I have that complete collection, that complete run within that system. And that's where that little space in my brain brain starts clicking and I know I should be ignoring it but I have the occasional time to myself and I'm like oh eBay oh it's only eight dollars done shows up at my door two days later there's a reason I don't go on eBay very often (laughs) it's dangerous man once I remember that it exists which means that most people have forgotten it exists which means I'm gonna get good prices on it it gets dangerous Not too dangerous. I mean, and still paying the mortgage. Everything's going pretty good in that respect. So you and I are very similar in the fact that we are, I will use the term completists. Yeah, yeah. Typically, if I get one thing, I need to get the rest of them. And that's one reason why I never bought any of like the Japanese R2 singles. Mm. boxes and stuff like that because i know once i start buying a few i would just want to own them all and there's really no point then you would have all of the japanese dragon boxes but then you start buying those r2s you're gonna want to get all the r2s you essentially have duplicates of everything yeah and that's dangerous territory it is and it it was something that i did not want to do i do have a few of the dragon ball z singles but only because tanuki was giving them away he's like does anybody want these and i was like sure i'll take a few i I got a couple of his broken ones myself yeah (laughs) well i just want i wanted the first one at least i'm like well i'll take the first one so i can at least compare yeah yeah then later on the website i just included some screenshots of the menus from all the first discs all right so that, that that leads me to my next question within this discussion is do you use running the website as a crutch or as an excuse to kind of further these collections in ways that you otherwise might not be able to justify it for yourself. That's unequivocally yes, I do. (laughs) I I I think the main reason I own half of the things I do is, well, somebody needs to update about this or a new book comes out, but nobody has any details. So I order it and then I start 
translating some stuff and then I'll scan other pages and send it off to Jake and then he'll translate those and eventually then we'll get a whole page thrown together. So what you're saying is you get off on it at the same time. Sure. And, and we'll I mean, that yeah, that, that's kind of a, a joke statement to make, but I think there's a little bit of truth in there at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a huge crutch. I mean, it gives me the excuse to tell my wife that, well, I need to buy this for the website. <laughs> and <laughs> you can't really tell me no, because the fans want it and I can't disappoint the fans. Yeah. Yeah. And we have very understanding wives in that respect. Mm-hmm. So I guess beyond those couple things, me and video games, you and books, are there any other things where you felt like you just wanted to collect them but never really got into it? I guess my closest thing would be figures. I don't know a whole lot about them, but I think they look really great and I like setting them on display and I try to get a couple every year. But I couldn't tell you what all the different lines of figures are and what they're made of and what this is a re-release of, that kind of stuff. I'm the same way. As far as figures are concerned, I have a few here and there and they're all out on display. I have a couple that I even have to rotate because I have Mm. so many from one line. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I'm not really all into what's what. So I've just never really researched any of that stuff. Now I'm sure I could convince myself that I need to know it all and I would try to. (laughs) Right. But at this point, I've just kind of picked my certain fortes and that's what I go with. Yeah. The other thing, I mean, I would, there are so many things I would love to own, but it's just not feasible for the most part, or they're all discontinued. They're not around. Mm. They're only sold in Japan, you know, things yeah, th- like that. There's two parts there. One is, well, this stuff just isn't available. And, you know, maybe I could track it down. It's not even the same degree as the Daisenshu, where it's, all right, I know this is going to pop up on eBay. If I really need Daisenshu 7, I can pay 70 bucks and I can have it this week. But if you're talking about older figures and maybe even some older CDs, you're not necessarily going to be guaranteed to find it somewhere within a reasonable amount of time. But then the other side of it is, I don't want to play the, well, we're getting old card, but it's, we have other things in our lives now. And yeah, we can convince ourselves that, oh, there's a new CD. I have to get it. There's a new book. I have to get it. But it's not like we really can go and get everything. And that's just a matter of budgeting but also free time just other life priorities yeah i mean i just bought a house so yeah yeah i mean i you know it's just one of those life things that you can't always have everything and i think you just have to realize that do i want everything sure i would love it but someone would have to send it all to me wink nick tanuki It's very different from how I remember being in college where it was, you know, I would just see various CDs on eBay and I would just buy them because they were there. And it's not like I was making the money I'm making now in college. I I suppose I had enough, but I just felt like, well, I don't have any real responsibilities or repercussions to me purchasing all this stuff other than maybe telling Mary, well, I guess we can't go out tonight. Let's just go eat at the dining hall or something. Yeah. I mean, those were the thoughts back in college as opposed to now where it's like, well... You know, I, I got a work function this weekend and, you know, I, I guess I should pay more attention to that rather than, well, oh, digital Dragon Ball the World. I still don't own a copy of that yet. I guess just for a little backstory, I guess for me, a lot of my collecting started while I was in college. Like I had a few yeah. things here and there, but it was after my sophomore year of college, which was a little after all the Dragon Boxes mm, like had sure. just been announced in the Constant Bond and all that. I just got a really good 
internship, so I had some good money coming in. Mm. And then over the summer, I would just go home and live with my parents and work my internship and not have to pay a dime for anything. And so it was really bad because yeah, I bought the Dragon Boxes you. as they'd come out. Then I I bought all the Konzenbon. And once I had all the Konzenbon, I was like, you know, what about the Tonkobon? What? Oh, I'll look those up. And then I just bought all 42 at once. <laughs> <laughs> it just came in a giant box from Amazon Japan. And it was uh, like, what have I done? Yeah. Within, I think, you know, two or three years, my dorm room had just exploded with Dragon Ball stuff. Yeah. And that was my crutch. And ever since then, I've just been buying stuff here and there. And just uh, another earlier one I was talking about was music, where I just mentioned now uh, in college, it was, oh, the Legend soundtrack. Oh, the Ultimate Battle 22 soundtrack. But at the same time, I'm really glad I did all that. Have you tried looking for the Legend soundtrack lately? You can't find it. So those kinds of things where I can go upstairs and say, here's the Legend soundtrack. Here's Ultimate Battle 22. Here's Super Goku Den. Here's the Final Bout soundtrack. I have all of those at my disposal. So I'm kind of glad that I took the hit back then but i say all this and i feel like i'm giving awful financial advice to the younger fans out there and i know a certain financial planner may be listening to this show and thinking oh my god i didn't know all this and you still have these thoughts and mike i think we need to sit down and talk so like i don't want to say this is the way that you should be a fan but i also feel like you're probably going to do it that way anyway so i'm kind of just reinforcing your lifestyle if you're of that age maybe that's bad no i think i think that's pretty much the way it is most most people in fandoms like Dragon Ball, like what we see in our community, they binge. Uh, those people buy things. You put out a collector's box set of something and we buy it. I mean, that's there's a reason they make it because they know we, well, I, I don't want to say we want it, but deep down we want it and <laughs> we purchase it. So, yeah, I I think everyone just does it. Now, like you had said, everyone has their own vices, depending on, you know, what it might be they're specifically looking for, because not everyone's just going to buy everything that's completely unpractical. Right. For some people, they can't care any less about owning the TV series, which is funny because you feel like, well, that's the main thing like dragon ball that's what dragon ball is maybe you go back to the original manga but to think that there are fans who are super super into it but that's not their primary want of ownership but dragon ball well, is so huge there's all these other things you can get exposed to well and then that's that's the one thing you bring up is are you an anime fan are you more a manga fan because some people only read comics and so they only want to read the manga and some yeah, yeah. people only want to watch things on their tv so right. they don't read the manga so a lot of other things play into it i think as far as what you want out of it and so that's what you look for i hear you i hear you i guess i kind of want to just turn it on over to all of you folks listening i just tossed this out on my regular twitter account afajidoex just because that's what was available to me at the time but i asked do you feel compelled to collect things anymore what are those things you still like to collect and why do you think you do it and we got a bunch of responses and i think people are kind of taking this internal look at themselves and maybe reevaluating why it is they do the things they do so i think heath you and i will just jump back and forth on a lot of these folks and see what they have to say we'll start it off our buddy inagata debita says no i don't feel compelled anymore i'm really struggling to find the motivation to spend money on the remaining dragon boxes i think that's a great example because it's we finally got everything it is we wanted to get and is it one of those cases where all right there it is is 
Uh, maybe I don't need it right now. Yeah, which which is one problem that Funimation ran into. I yeah. <laughs> so I think they were counting on folks like you, Dustin, where it was, you said you wanted it. All right, let's scale back this release a little bit. We know Mike's going to buy it. We know Heath's going to buy it. We're not entirely sure that Dustin's going to buy it. So instead of printing three, let's print two. And then they go bankrupt. No, they didn't go bankrupt. They did. No, I'm just saying if they only made three copies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean, three copies. Success. Domestic anime what market. they paid probably to get those masters. I know, probably. right? Then we have Daniel who said, I would love to buy new stuff, but nothing catches my eye as a must-have. Now, I don't get that because there's so much stuff for Dragon Ball, but maybe it's slowing down. Maybe it's not. Maybe just not the right thing is there. That could be. And I guess it also depends on you know what area is he looking in and what country yeah that's true some countries are doing certain things and others aren't doing certain things yeah yeah i know we have a i hate to forget about it but the international audience for dragon ball and our site and our podcast in particular is so huge we uh need to step outside of our north american viewpoint here i know some i'm just looking down the list i know some of these people don't live in the u.s so have to keep that in mind i know the next dude here ryan dragon boxes and maybe some figurines collect so the caster's thinking, all right, definitely the dragon boxes and maybe some other little stuff here and there. So he's got a priority. That's good. Kind of like when we go to conventions and, hey, I'm going to pick up like two or three figures while yeah. I'm here. Right, right. Like maybe I have a main, my main goal is usually, at least at Oticon and other places where I know certain dealers are going to be, all right, I'm going to get, yeah, those couple figures, but I know that person's going to have the movie pamphlets. So I'm going to run over there. And then you beat me to them. Rip it out of Heath's hand and say... I try to beat you with them. Fucking A, man. I got the movie for both... Wait, I don't... Oh, fuck. I just bought it. And then we have Joe, Mr. Tanuki Kuribo. I used to collect the DVDs since each version was a tad different than the last. But recently, all they've changed was the packaging. Also, since the Dragon Box releases, I feel like any other purchase is a complete waste of money until a Blu-ray release, that is. See, I mean, the story of my life with Dragon Ball Z Movie 1 there, where every release was slightly different than the prior release, especially back in the age of separate media for separate versions of the show. But we are getting to the point where the Steelbook, the double features, those were re-released, just different packaging, more movies per set and all that so there's no real reason to rebuy it again unless you super like the cover art which but, is horrible uh, for people that are completists yeah it's it awful really man. Is. awful again see movie one collection <laughs> but yeah we, we are at the point where whatever version of the show we own i think for most fans it pretty much suffices even if you're an orange brick owner and you feel like that's enough well that's enough for you and for the dragon i think that's part of what they ran into with the blu-ray release where it was the orange brick owners that don't know don't care that was good enough and for the dragon box owners just coming off of the dragon box it was we're pretty good i mean this is great but we're pretty good well people just wanted other dragon boxes at that point yeah yeah like let's move on to a different part other than z the oversaturation there all right john edvar says i want to have the series in the games i currently own the norwegian manga all of z and gt all the dragon ball movies and all the ps2 and ps3 games so i think john's starting to head into my territory where it's i'm starting to complete these things i've got enough of them well i might as well just go 
all in. And then you uh, have people that own this series multiple times in multiple ways. Yeah. <laughs> which is just horrible. So, I mean, but, he, just think about how many times we own, just pick a random chapter in the manga. We can own the Tonkobon, the re-release Tonkobon, the Kanzenban, and then you get into like the Animanga and then the TV adaptation of that chapter. If you want to go outside of just the printed book form, it gets dangerous, man. And then if you start throwing in like all the Viz releases. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I own the Tonka Bone a couple times. I'm looking at some of my monthly releases right across from me on the circular table down here. And then the large size and then the Shonen Jump size. Shaking my head. Only at yourself. (laughs) <laughs> the only one you can blame is blame itself well sure <laughs> don't point the finger mike point the thumb <laughs> right, right got that how does yeah. this work and then we have stacy i don't seek it out much anymore but if i come across something i like i'll consider picking it up depending on the cost that is the mature intelligent way to handle this i like the way you think unfortunately i can't think that way it's anymore it's the opposite of what you do (laughs) where i don't even look at it i just buy it see she doesn't seek it out but if she finds it then she'll compare costs and maybe pick it up whereas mike looks for it really really hard and then no matter what the price he just buy it now on ebay no that's not entirely true i I do isn't that how it goes i do have prices in my head that i will not go above so how many copies of dragon box z2 from funimation do you own what do you think's taking up all that space over there in the dungeon i knew it <laughs> it's mike's fault he God, did it if somebody would just have like stockpiled a bunch of them can you imagine no. i know God. if only i knew all right next down on here on the list all right andrew says still waiting on that perfect english manga release is this the one thing i do want to collect Too bad it'll never happen. So here's another great example of folks waiting for that version of that thing that they want. It's not available yet, but when it is, and I guess you can say if it is, that's the situation where we'll see them go all in on it. Well, how many people never bought the Japanese release for the Jump Super Anime Tour special? Still waiting. waiting for Funimation to put it out. (laughs) I know. I know. I hear Ah, you. Those poor people. Yeah. Uh, Soraya says, I always get the urge to buy more Dragon Ball related products, especially figures. Maybe it's because I'm a huge geek for the series. So there you Welcome go. Welcome to the club. Just all impulse, no rational thought there. Always just urges, just flying out of his pants there all the time. It's like a horny teenager. You, except- have, you make horrible visuals on an audio podcast. <laughs> I do. And the best part is you have visual of me. I know. <laughs> Just and there's me- hand motions. Making obscene gestures. Flying out of your pants. I don't like this. Uh, all episode long. I'm going to turn this video off. <laughs> oh, is it me? Yes. So we're doing here. I don't know what's going on. I think so. Drabaz, when it comes to DVDs, I don't want to run into a situation where I don't have a particular version of an episode. Welcome to Mike's Closet, where all the versions of all the Funimation DVDs, they're hanging out. And Mary's like, well, why don't she sell it? Because with Mary, she bought the new Gem Complete box set collection, and she mm-hmm. sold her prior releases, because Gem was a weird case, where they didn't put out the last season when it was initially released, and then there was another version that was announced it was going to be the complete thing, so she sold those all. But then this new set ended up not having, like, the colors were different than the prior set, and the audio mix was different, and in some openings it's out of sync, and she actually kind of regrets 
regrets selling those prior sets just to go back to some of those versions of the episodes. I don't have a case like that. You need me to dig up Ginyu Double Cross? I know exactly where it is. VHS and DVD over in that closet over there. I can do it. And I think Doug is in my boat. He has learned from the master. Well, you just don't get rid of things, period. No, I just... Start stacking them in that closet over there. That's the giveaway closet, Mike. It is. The giveaway box is in there. The reason why we haven't given things away is because I can't get to the giveaway box. (laughs) All right. Uh, So next up, we have Jacob, and he says, I collect what I like, case by case basis. Smart man. I think that's the way to go sometimes. I have no commentary. It's the smartest thing we've heard all episode. He's a bigger man than us. All right. Daniel says, depends. I have the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z bricks. Also have all of Kai, but none of the DBZ movies since they did the poll about more Dragon Boxes. So again, kind of harking back to what Andrew was talking about, where it's I'm holding out hope for this perfect release of what I want, even if I'm just being strung along the way. Well, then in the same vein, we have Miguel who says that if Funimation decides to continue releasing the Dragon Boxes, then he would continue to collect them. I like that. Almost antagonizing Funimation there. Well, if you just put them out, then, you know... I'll buy them. I'm there. Come on. Love it. I think a lot of people have said that. Yeah. Just just saying. Just saying. Just saying. All right, Anthony says, just DVDs, Blu-rays, and manga guidebooks. If we get the movie slash Dragon Ball slash GT Dragon Boxes, I'd be there day one. Same with English Consent Bond slash Daizenshu. I don't know. I think that's saying too much. It's like, well, if you just put this, 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 and this, well, of course I'll buy them all. But well, I great. agree. One guy will buy it. We might as well do it. I'm still all in with you, Anthony. I agree. Yeah. All right, then we have Gabe. So... Besides the U.S. Dragon Boxes and manga, I'd say random minifigures since they can be really detailed and take up minimum space. I like that. I think that's one issue we haven't really discussed space. Yes. When when it comes to collecting sometimes. You hear me. The closet over here, the dungeon full of DVDs that I can't even get to anymore. I think you need to clean house. Maybe if you would flood your basement again. Again? I hate you. Even Mary is like, eh. Maybe we should have put tiles down here just in case it floods again. No, don't no. do that. No, it's so comfy. It's cold. Carpet. It's in the basement. I know. All right, what are we up to? Uh, different to Mike. Mike. A Mike more different than this Mike right here. Dragon Ball is still part of my life. I love all different types of collectibles. I'm a big figure fan, and I'm looking into playing some of the old Super Famicom games. So just falling off the wagon here in the opposite direction we're all trying to head in this direction of being more selective about what it is and mike's just like fuck you guys i'm going this way there's figures over here screw you guys well have you noticed i mean maybe it seems to be a trend to me that just as a series has been out longer in the u.s especially in japan it just seems like some people don't buy as much which mm. has resulted in lower sales per se and with you know and then they want to get newer generations in which we've seen in Japan but I think not so much in the US because when they came out with Kai we didn't really get a bunch of merchandise as far yeah. as I know I'm kind of shocked I figured they would strike some kind of deal to do some more figures or something oh well less things for us to buy right yep I'm cool with that all right we have our good buddy Sean who you just listened to last week I love me that original manga if Viz decided to release faithful perfect edition volumes I would sell a kidney for them one kidney for sale come on Viz you know they need kidneys <laughs> do you accept kidney 
Why, yes, we do. Step right on up, sir. Great form of payment. We'll give you body parts. Wrap it up here. Last comment I saw on Twitter. Fernando says, I tried to grab Oob merchandise because I don't find it very often. So here we have a great example of a selective fan. Where I'm not going to buy everything, but this one thing related to this one character. That's my jam, yo. I think that would be hard to find a lot of things for Oob. Yeah, right. Considering how little he's actually in the series. Even though you think he would be a much more major character. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of folks' problem with GT, where it was, what the hell happened to Oob? Heath, has there ever been any Papaya Man merchandise? Because going that even be further awesome. than Oob, I need a Papaya Man figure on him standing strong and tall on top of my monitor. There might be, like, one out there. I don't know if there is. All you Dragon Ball figure fans, oh my goodness, tell me if there's a Papaya Man figure, because I will pay top dollar for it. And a kidney. And a kidney. Well, I'll pay with Sean's other kidney. He doesn't need it. I need it. I got stuff to process. Sean doesn't need it. All right. So that's what everybody else thinks. Yes. Are, are we still on the same page? I don't know. I think everyone's on different pages. Some are smarter and more responsible than others. And I think you and I fall in the middle somewhere. I would agree with that. Everyone's got their vice. Their shtick. I'm very interested in hearing more folks, more vices, more shticks. What is it that just makes you weak in the knees and throw money at vendors, whether they be online or in person? Let us know. We have a thread for every episode of our podcast. So head on over to Konzenshu.com. Click all them little links. They point to things. Love to hear what you have to say. So I think what we're going to do right now is uh, do a couple questions you folks have. All right, the first question we're going to do here, Guitar Hero Rocks 2, I believe the name was. Hello, I'm reading the Intended Endings Guide and just got done with the Cell Saga one. It basically said, for Kai ending at the Cell Saga, that there isn't really any reason given that it ended there other than rumors. Though I thought the reason it ended there was because another show took the time slot in Japan or something like that. Did a show take its time slot there and you guys didn't mention it? Or did that not happen? Now, Heath, the way that I would classify this is something like Toriko didn't take Dragon Ball Kai's time slot. It was that Toriko took a time, time slot, slot that was just being taken away. It's kind of like independent things happening here that happen to come together. Is there a better way to describe it? No, I think that's pretty much it i mean if the show ended would they not put another show there right so it's yeah it's kind of i don't know the show didn't end so they could put toriko on right right the show ended because the show ended and it just so happened they put toriko there i guess there's a little thing we have to clarify there and that's because the earthquake and the tsunami was taking place There was a very hard start date for Toriko that had been announced and printed, and it really had to start at that point. So the 98th episode of Dragon Ball Kai, which is Trunks returning to his future timeline, destroying 1718 and Cell, that episode did not air. And I suppose you could say that Toriko took that episode's spot, sort of, it just didn't air. But really, it's not that Toriko replaced Dragon Ball Kai, it's that for a variety of reasons... Dragon Ball Kai ended at the point it ended at, and that meant that its time slot was going to be open, and Toriko was the up-and-coming new merchandising sensation for Shueisha and folks, so that's where it happened to 
go. Well, I guess we should also mention that the reason that Toriko had to air on that day that they had announced like two months in advance was because it was a crossover episode with One Piece, mm-hmm. which aired, you know, right right before or was it before or after? After. So, you know, with this crossover episode, if they decide, well, we can't run Toriko because we want to air the last episode of Kai, then they couldn't run One Piece. So what do you do? Right. So they just, they had to do it. And again, that's just that one episode and that one weekend that that was taking place. It wasn't that all of Toriko replaced Dragon Ball Kai just because here comes Toriko. So, oh, forget about Dragon Ball. Kai was already doing poorly enough. And Heath, you and I at Otakon that prior year got our first hint of news at, oh, this isn't really as successful as we think it's going to be from Yuji Mitsuya, who played Kaioshin in Dragon Ball Z. I am so proud <laughs> that we got those first hints up online. Really, I hate to toot our own horn, but we kind of broke the news of Kai's not doing well and it might end soon. It's really funny how you find some of this stuff out. And when you can do it first person. It's <laughs> first like- yeah, it's really odd. And that was well before Toriko was coming in. So there was already this thought that Kai might be coming to a close. So to answer your question, the point of that little bit of text in the intended endings guide saying that, well, Kai ended it so that must have meant it always was going to end there. None of that really pieces together in any substantial way. That note, I think, is correct as is, and I don't want to edit anything about it. I think the only thing we could add in, which maybe it says it, I haven't read that section in a little while, Mm -hmm. but it was mostly just financial reasons. (laughs) Had nothing to do with plot points of, well, we're going to end because of this plot point. Right, right. Okay, fair point. And that it was, Toriko was coming in, not to replace Kai, but happened to replace Kai. Exactly. The, The two things have nothing to do with each other. Other than having everything to do on that weekend together. Yes. Okay, let's read the next email here. This one comes to us from Mizushim. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, I I don't know. I just expect there to be an I after there, like Mizushimi. I know. I almost said Mizushimi, but there's no I there. So, hey guys, absolutely love the podcast. Now, I know you guys don't follow Funimation as much as Japan when it comes to Dragon Ball, but I just wanted to show you guys a little excerpt I found on awacon.com. You know, that place that you went to four years ago and never visited again. Please visit again, by the way. I became a frequent and loyal listener that day. Anyway, here's what I found on the video room page. Dragon Ball Z, Blu-ray, TV episodes for the first time anywhere. The classic story of Goku's search for the seven Dragon Balls comes to HD as a little boy begins his greatest adventure ever. Funimation it lists it as a world premiere. Just wanted to ask what you knew and or think about this. The summary looks dangerously like Dragon Ball without the Z, but that's probably not Funimation's words. On a completely different note, I just wanted to inquire about what programs you use to both record Julian's voice and to have a full conversation. Do you use Skype? Because it's so clear. Thank you for your patronage and get back to work on that gt review of awesomeness so many points here first of all what patronage <laughs> what are we continuing to attend and show ourselves? i guess just dragon uh, i don't know all right let's start at the beginning here uh first of all uh attended and then never attended awa again bitches we went from 2002 until whatever year it was that mizushim went i think that was the last year that mary and i went we haven't been back since so is that 2000 Seven, I think. I think it's two thousand seven. 
It was seven because Mary and Liz, Brad's wife, his fiance at the time, did their uh, Battle of the Brides Iron Editor. And Mary and I got married in 2008. So I think it was 2007 the last time we went. We went for many, many years. And no, we have not been back since. And I always loved AWA. And it just doesn't work out its timing anymore on that stuff. So I apologize, Mizushim. We would love to come back to AWA at some point in the future. All right. So then just going by their schedule here in the description, I took a look at it. The schedules that go up on convention pages are usually just someone at the convention writing, typing things. This almost makes it sound, as Mizushim's hinting at, like, is Funimation doing a Blu-ray release of the original Dragon Ball or perhaps Dragon Ball Movie 1? I have to imagine this is just a mistype typing because if this was the first leak we would already have retailer spec sheets and even a trailer hint or something this has just got to be a mistake somewhere that's my only guess i mean it almost looks like just a stock line that they pulled out of something yeah and threw it on there or maybe it is dragon ball movie one and they're just pulling the title from maybe the blu-ray from last year maybe copy and paste error something like that i wouldn't read too much into it so then all right we're moving down here what do we use to record stuff you're not julian but everything is still exactly the same in terms of an answer uh we are talking over skype but the way that we do the podcast now is because everyone's technologically proficient i have everyone record their own audio on their own side of things so that's why you don't hear Skype noise when we record with people. You don't hear them like falling out of sound and a little bit of garbly and all that stuff. There's no bandwidth. No. Destroying our words and stuff. None of that stuff. Heath is using the USB version of the microphone that I'm using. I have a full mixer set up over here because sometimes I have multiple people. Julian just has a relatively okay headset that he uses over there in Japan, but I run noise removal on him and he records on his own side. So that's why it sounds relatively okay with no Skype noise, even though I record with him from Japan. So there's a little bit of your podcasting behind the scenes there. So I guess let's wrap it up with our last question here from Jareth. Jareth wants to know and says, Dear Kanzenshu, hey, that's that's us. First of all, I'd like to thank you guys for the podcast. I really enjoy being kept up with what's going on in the world of my favorite franchise. Aside from that, there was something interesting I wanted to write in this contact thing. Jareth used the contact form that you can find on every page on Kanzenshu. I visited a Nicktoons website for Dragon Ball Z Kai to play their trivia game. Being a fan of the franchise since around 2001-ish, I figured I would be pretty good at this. I then came across a question that asked, how many times has Goku passed away in the series? Naturally, I answered two. I was then told I was wrong. I just found this interesting, and this was the only thing I could think to write about. Thanks for such great content. I'm really enjoying the animation styles guide. So, Heath, all right, let's break this down. How many times has Goku died? And this gets tricky because of multiple timelines. Oh, God. All right, so first death. You're going multiple timelines on me? Let's do our timeline, at least easily enough. First death, Piccolo kills him and Raditz with the Makanko Sapo. Correct. Second death, he sacrifices himself. When Cell explodes, he teleports him to Kaio's planet. That it. He explodes Leaves, there. Blah, blah, blah. In the standard series, and even throughout Kai, if you think of just Kai as, oh, it ends at Cell, so if something happened in the Boo arc, maybe it doesn't count. Goku doesn't die again in the Boo arc, so two really should be the complete correct answer, even taking into consideration Dragon Ball before that. 
but he doesn't die in Dragon Ball. I know, that's what I'm saying. That Even if you mm-hmm. take that into consideration, 2 is still the correct answer. So what is Nicktoons looking for? I don't know if they provide a correct answer. The only other thing I can think of would be, well, he dies in the alternate timeline from the heart virus, so is that a third? And then there's GT, where people love this page, and I'm so glad they do. The amount of search traffic we get for what happens at the end of GT, don't understand, People love that. And I have what I think are some pretty convincing arguments for Goku may have died during the fight against Ishinron. But I think two is the right answer. The best answer. In the context of Kai. Convince yes. me otherwise. I, I don't know how I could. It's because it's a Kai website. Even if you go by Kai, Goku dies twice in Kai. Exactly. Maybe he doesn't die. He just went... To the next dimension. Tony. <laughs> I'm sorry, what year is this? This is 2001. No, it's right 1996. Now. I'm a freshman in high school. It's fantastic. I don't know what's going on. I'm pretty sure a friend told me that Broly resurrects Nappa and Raditz to fight Goku in one of the later Dragon Ball Z movies. I can't, I'm so excited. Where do you buy Japanese Dragon Ball stuff? I don't know. I can't wait to go buy it all. Yes! Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Can you tell me how to get to Hong Kong? Uh, let's be done here. Okay. I got to get up early and go to work. That's, that's what you say to I the know. ladies, right? That's what I'm going to say to you. I'm sorry. I can't stay and cuddle. I got to get up early and go to work. Sorry, Heath. Yeah, I, I got to get back to my place. <laughs> I got Dragon Ball in my place later. My bed's a lot more comfortable here. Oh, man. All right. Why don't you give me a rundown? What have you updated lately on the site? Oh my God. What have I done? What have you not uh, done is a better question to ask. Uh, the animation styles guide has been updated. It will be updated tomorrow-ish. And then I've added Dragon Ball Z episodes 36 to 74, which covers most of... Well, it covers the Namek arc up until the defeat of... Captain Ginyu. Okay. And hopefully I will be moving on to Frieza sometime soon, and we can just get these things all up there. It'll be nice. nice and pretty. I wish I had interesting things to talk about. I've done a lot of site work. It's just been all really boring behind-the-scenes stuff. Well, I've done a lot of that, too, but I never detail any of that because it's stuff that nobody is really going to notice. No, and I can't even talk about it. Like, it's not... How do I even describe some of the stuff I do? Well, I change it some... I change it... <laughs> I changed some of the CSS styles here and there. So okay. maybe people have noticed that. I don't know. I'm sure. And then I have a couple have. other pages in the data book guide. Okay. That will hopefully be going up sometime soon once I get some translations back from a certain person in a place that we cannot name because it's super secret. I like it. I'm talking about Jake, by the way. <laughs> oh, is that who you're talking about? If you didn't know, he's on the moon. He is. Cracking away at that moon cheese with Toninjinka. No, he's he's on his way to Mars because he has to fix the rover. <laughs> he I think. does. I like it. Intergalactic man of translating mystery here now. Exactly. Awesome. All right. So that's what I have. I think that's really all we have going on. I think there will be a couple things coming up here and there but cool. i may go on hiatus at any point for like a week or two but you're uh, allowed we will let people know when i am no longer available all right probably I'll, through you i'll find a special guest host i don't know who it could be <laughs> it's gonna be mary yeah <laughs> i don't know i got julian too i haven't talked to him in a little bit so we get uh sure the other international man of translating mystery back on the show too well now he's back in japan yep regular schedule you can't for have him. him in-house no 
which is so sad. <laughs> I always have to remember, all right, I'm texting Julian. Wait, what time is it in Japan? Oh, it's 3 a.m. I better hold off. I did that. I added Tokyo to my international clock list. On yes, me too. Yeah, you got to do that because I'll forget. And because he's such a great friend, he'll check his phone and respond. I did that when I was on vacation. I just sent him a picture or something. And he's like, it's four in the morning. I'm going back to sleep. I'm like, oh, first of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, you didn't have to respond to me right away. See, I put my phone on silent. Oh, mine's in a different room. Hell's until no. Until I wake up in the morning. I'm not talking well, Mine's my anyone. alarm clock, so I sort of need oh, it I see. in the same room. Or it really doesn't work very well. I'm kind of looking. I think this is one of the features in iOS 6, which is going to be you can set custom things like only this person can break through the silence of mute to get through between these hours. So I'm kind of excited about that. I would like that. I think the only thing on my phone that would break through is like 911. I'm done. Neither of us don't stop. This All right. Horrible. Heath Konzenshu, spell the URL for him. Uh, URL is www full stop K-A-N-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U full stop C-O-M slash I-N-D-E-X dot P-H-P. I guess. <laughs> you can do all that. <laughs> if you want to add all that at the end. Question mark U-T-M equals first i forget what the other parameters are i did a little facebook experiment it didn't go so great i'm gonna keep trying new things i wasted money oh well uh heath thank you sir thanks for having me it's been a fun filled evening it has been indeed all right i'm gonna go chill for a little bit you're gonna chill for a little bit this has been episode 309 of our podcast here at consensu we'll check you back next week for episode 310 that's 310 Heath, closing comments, and go. Everybody stay safe out there and stuff. 